around today takes everything you got taking a break from brown girl worries let's all drink up a shot wouldn't you like to get away grab your phone and download the bunch of podcast right away so they keep us You're listening to the Pocha Podcast. I'm Charlene. And I'm Kat. And we are at the intersection of Brown and Proud and Assimilation. And we are at Episodio Siete. Oh my God, lucky number seven. It is your lucky number seven. It is. But also, you know what this is this month? Tell me. It is birthday month <gasps> for one of our pochas. I love birthday month. That would be you. It is. Estas son las mañanitas que cantaba Rey David. I love a birthday month. It's birthday month and she's now an old lady. That's the truth. <laughs> and let me tell you, I didn't always, you know, a lot of people shun their birthdays and that's fine. They don't want to get older. They don't want to, you know, accept the canas and the wrinkles and all the things. I've been through some shit in my life and I recognize that every year that I get to have another birthday is a special, special time and I am in such a great place in my life. I have a wonderful family. I have amazing friends. I have Bocha Podcast, so no complaints. I love birthday month. Birthday month. Birthday month. It's also fall. And it's fall, my favorite time of year. Yes. I like the fall because, um, and this is where my assimilation happens. I, while I don't like the pumpkin spice latte <laughs> by itself, here we go. I like the Cinderella, which is the pumpkin spice latte slash white mocha. Wait, what mocha? White chocolate mocha. White white mocha. Chocolate. Whatever. That's so assimilated. I know, but it's <laughs> and it's called a Cinderella because Bro, I'm even a princess. your coffee's assimilated. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Boots Month. It's yes. Get Your Sweaters Month. Well, unless you're in New Mexico, Las Cruces version, because it's still hot S- as hail. Southern New Mexico has not caught up with hot fall. Hail. still hot. It was like 85 degrees today, and yeah. um, I'm at my mom's house in El Paso, and she um, has me come down, and she wants me to come down once a month now so that I could do her yard work, Aww. like a good Mexican girl. <laughs> <laughs> like a good Mexican girl gay. <laughs> Yes. out there and i did really good edges this time so it was bah, awesome edges what is that what are you a barber what does that mean edges for the uh, where the sidewalk is like with the her weed lawn. eater yeah with the weed eater and her Damn. weed eater's got a little wheel on it so i could roll Dude, it on the concrete if someone kidnapped me and was like you will die unless you work this weed eater guess what you would die i would die <laughs> No clue. I'm so impressed with her, um, with her weed eater that's also kind of like a lawnmower. It's a craftsman that kind of goes two into one. Anyway, that's very, very Mexican daughter of me to go to my mom's house and do all the the stuff and the things. Good for you. Right? So it is Episodio Siete of the Pocha Podcast. (gasps) Pocha Podcast. Super excited. A couple things to do before we get totally started. Um, Who do we have now? We have Italy. Italy. Senegal has come back for more. Hi, Senegal. Thank you. Spain. Austria, Spain, Mexico. Germany, Mexico. <sighs> truly, truly uh, an international podcast. And of course, thanks to all the states who are listening. We've got, yes. you know, definitely California, Illinois, mm-hmm. Arizona. Idaho has listened. So. North Carolina. Last time we were confused if it was what Carolina, but it's north. So, and a couple of, a couple states up in the northeast um massachusetts new york all the things all the and of things. course new mexico is listening land of entrapment so if you're listening thank you we appreciate it we definitely do this for our own entertainment but it makes us happy to know that someone else might be connected in the ways that we are to the borderlands so mad love 
One more thing to add is that I upgraded very lesbian lesbianic style. I upgraded the box that I keep all of my <laughs> keep all of my podcast stuff Wait, in. Wait, you're a lesbian and you upgraded your box? <laughs> box hmm. 2.0. So I have a toolbox now, a Dewalt toolbox that I got that carries all of my all of my uh, radio gear for the show. And now oh. I need stickers to put on it. <gasps> yeah, if you have a cool sticker, let us know. Yep. Um, let us know. Maybe we should get like a P.O. box that people can send stuff to if I they like have that. stickers for us to have. For sure. Woo-hoo. We need a Pocha Podcast sticker. Yes, we do. We're, it's in the works. We're we're talking about it. In the works. In the works. Yeah, it is. Coming up on Episodio 7 because it is <gasps> October. Ooh. Yes, we have all the ghosts and all the scary stories. Yes. We'll be talking a little bit about uh, some of the scary things that we that our parents used as kids or our, our guardians used as kids, like uh, the chupacabra and el cucuy and la llorona. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to share a little bit of our own scary stories. I have such a good one. You're going to freak out because you love scary stories and I, I hate them. And you're going to freak out that this happened to me. And we also have our que de nuevo talking climate change. But we did it first. Yeah. So Mexicans we'll got the trademark on that first. Yeah. So up first, scary stories that our, our parents told us mm-hmm. to keep us straight. Yeah, it was a thing. Definitely. So we talked a little bit about La Llorona in the last episode, but mm-hmm. we talked about her in the context of the dichotomy of virgin whore. But let's let's do a little bit of a deep dive into into La Llorona as a scary story, as a scary person. Yeah. And I will say that in Las Cruces, we have a a little park that's by the river that's called La Llorona Park. Like Re- not very old. It's recent. Recently, recently named, named this. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's right by the river. So La Llorona... <laughs> What, what, Which, what if you, you lived in New Mexico, we're very, it's a giant state and it's very agriculturally focused. So you lived by a ditch at some point or knew where there was a ditch if you lived in New Mexico. Ditch or canal, yeah. Or Ezequia. Uh, right. In northern New Mexico, they're called Ezequias. Ezequia. But what did you, what did your parents tell you or what did your family know or tell you or try to scare you about La Llorona? About La Llorona, I just knew that she had, so last time you broke it down all crazy about the whole history about her wanting to be with some dude and it was this whole thing. I knew that if you went out after dark and you were wandering around, she had, her kids had drowned, potentially she had drowned them. And she was looking for kids to replace her own children and she would snatch you up. So if you were out past dark, if you didn't get your ass, little ass home from playing with your little friends, after dark, you were going to get snatched up by La Llorona. And she cries. And she cries because she's wailing for her children that drown. That's the creepy part for me is mm-hmm. not so much that she's going to snatch you up because I'm like. That like, wasn't the creepy part no, for you. No, it's the sound that she would make as, she, as she's wailing for her kids. That's freaking creepy for me not the actual kidnapping by a paranormal creature no (laughs) (laughs) that intrigues you like oh cool where are we going i know right you glow this is cool take me Mm -hmm. it's the it's the wailing part that that freaked me out and the thought in my head of hearing this woman cry for her kids just the wail the the like mourning it's horrible. Yes. It's horrible. And so since I lived, you know, two miles from the border, which meant two miles from the Rio Grande, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I pictured her walking up and down was up and down the Rio looking for her kids. And see, I totally overgeneralized it to be any ditch or body of water. <laughs> like she could be cruising any body of water. So <laughs> like if you had your baby pull out, she'd be there. Done. Is that why you don't swim? Pretty much. <laughs> you don't swim, fool. I, I don't know how to swim on purpose. I'm in a desert. Like, what's going to happen? We'll talk about climate change in a while. Exactly. <laughs> Segment three. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> so did your parents ever use that at La Llorona on you? My grandparents. Well? Your grandparents? For did. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Grandparents. There was one night that... I don't know why my father wanted us to water the lawn so late, but I was out like it was after dark and I was watering the backyard. Because <laughs> he was like, watch this. <laughs> Kids go outside. <laughs> and I was, uh, that was the one time that I have been just looking over my shoulder like, can I hear something? Is she there? 
Mm-hmm. I was, I don't know, I must have been like 10 or 11 mm-hmm. watering the backyard and just, I was freaked out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just I was waiting to hear that wail. I was in the backyard watering, waiting to hear that wail. And I it never came, but I was always like freaked out like, any minute now I'm going to hear her. It just occurred to me there are two kinds of people in this world. The people waiting for her to wail and the people waiting to feel her nails on your shoulders as she scooped your ass up because that was me. <laughs> Like that bitch, I'm going to tell you she's coming. (laughs) Right. No warning. No. Out. So that was one scary story that we've used. Um, There's also the chupacabra. Which is relatively more recent. I mean, not like in the last couple of years, but more recent than La Llorona. Since about 1995. Okay. And it's, it's, this one's, so this one is, um, some of the stories started in Caribbean, Puerto Rico area. Mm Mm-hmm. Somehow the chupacabra caught a plane and went to Mexico and so Central and South America <laughs> and was terrorizing. Yes. So chupa before sucking. TSA, mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't check his uh, his passport. No, or his uh, shoes. Chupacabra meaning like goat sucker. So th- they found these as the lore goes around the chupacabra. They found livestock that had had holes around the neck that their blood had been drained mm-hmm. from them or like sucked out. Mm-hmm. And so this one, in in terms of lore, is recent in comparison to El Cucuy or La Llorona. But the Chupacabra wasn't used to scare people so much as it was just, I guess, hide your livestock, hide your pets. Right. And so that one, though, when I was looking up a couple things on this, because I myself, since I had I didn't start hearing about it till I was in college, um... I didn't know as much. Like that wasn't as ingrained since I was a kid kid. And there's this piece in Nat Geo, National Geographic online. Wow. That says that some of the stories, not all of them, because some stories have the chupacabra as being on two legs, mm-hmm. going out and taking livestock. And then some of them are stories of four-legged creatures. So Nat Geo had this piece on how the four-legged creatures could actually be coyotes with mange. Except that then these creatures that they're feeding on are exsanguinated. Like they're drained of their blood. This is not like a coyote thing. Well, hence fair. the scariness. Of it draining you of your blood. Don't you love that word? Exsanguinated. I know. You just totally. I know. Why? Why you got to be the smart one? I'm a thesaurus. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So, but that, the chupacabra was never used as a tool to scare us. It was like Loch Ness, right? Like there's this, or Yeti, there's this Sasquatch creature that we can't explain that's out in the world. And there's there's sightings of it. There's sightings. If you're lucky, you might like catch it or shoot at it. Or isn't there like a bar in New Mexico that has a chupacabra up? Are you kidding me right now? I'm not kidding. Why aren't we there right now? (laughs) (laughs) Because really, would you want to be sitting in a bar? I kind of would, because it's probably not alive. It's not like in a cage. It's probably taxidermied. It is taxidermied. Because people in New Mexico will taxidermy earthing. Earthing. Yeah, you killed an ant, taxidermy it. (laughs) Right. Put it on your mantle. Done. But El Cucuy, I think, was the one in my childhood that was absolutely used the most. As mm-hmm. If you don't go to sleep. Te va a llevar el cucuy. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So, in your closet, under your bed. In, it got, like, so, like, La Llorona just had a movie come out, which I have not seen because, no. La Llorona movie. In 2001, Cinco Puntos Press, which is out of El Paso ooh, Publishing Company. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Uh, the Bird family, who I went to school oh, with their son. Oh, bad props. Yes. So they published a book called El Cucuy, which was written by Joe Hayes, who's written some other like borderland classics, Tortilla Curtain and some other things. They published this children's book that's about El Cucuy, and it's basically talking about this creature, which is like the Mexican boogeyman, who will come out and kidnap disobedient children and eat them so much like la llorona right uh there's been different definitions of him um it apparently it started with a similar creature in portugal and and then in spain which had different names like uh cuco or like different i don't know different names 
but as as world travel increased and immigration and things like that word spreads and like you said then all of a sudden mexico has el cucuy right and then borderland area gets el cucuy but he is supposed to um steal these kids who are just not listening to their parents so part of it was that in pre-industrial societies so folks would scare their kids into staying away from dangerous areas because they're what you know you're not listening to the news you're not mm-hmm. on the internet mm-hmm. but you know where like they shouldn't cross this particular line and like the ditch right la llorona kids drown in the ditch all the time yes that was a thing that was a real deal thing so la llorona kept kids away from the rio kept kids away from the ditch El Cucuy would keep kids away from wherever folks knew there could be dangerous things happening. So they wanted to keep their kids away from that. And basically just, you know, parents that were probably just at their wits end with their damn kids and like, El Cucuy te va a or La Llorona, <laughs> whatever, because act right. Get it together. Get your shit together, kids. Um, but there, there's different versions of El Cucuy and what he looked like and where he was going to be and all that kind of stuff. But it was essentially a tool for parents to keep your kids on check. Like, La Llorona or Chupacabra not so much but like La Llorona so what I'm hearing is that along with colonization bringing in uh, our religion and and subjugating our indigenous people they also brought El Cucuy absolutely <laughs> so El Cucuy in <laughs> El Cucuy that I grew up with was not used don't go here don't go there it was a mm. if you don't go to bed mm-hmm. El Cucuy is gonna come out and make you go to bed right like that was the scary part was like they had had enough of my ass being up i guess <laughs> so go to bed because el cucuy was coming or if you don't eat your broccoli or whatever or whatever and it was under your bed or in your closet and Ooh. i was and i'm terrified of the dark anyway are you really so that you have never noticed in my backpack that i have a flashlight with me all Is that the time you're telling me to turn on my light maybe um <sighs> So yeah, like I was always afraid that that fucker was going to be in the closet and the closet had no light. So yeah, of course I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed. Is this subliminal text for you being afraid to come out of the closet? (laughs) (laughs) Are you telling me that Kukui was gay? (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. That's why he's so scary. He's afraid to come out. He's traumatized. Leave him alone. There's some other scary things, though, that just occurred to me as we're talking about the three major ones. There's oh, yeah. also the Bloody Mary, if you go in the oh, closet. Oh, Bloody Mary. Say it three times. Yeah. What about the 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 man with the pig feet or the goat feet? No, that one, I've never, I didn't know that one. Stop. No, you told me about this before. Now tell us again. No, my grandmother would straight up, like, we would be going to lay down to go to sleep if I was staying in her house, which happened often. She would lay down with me in the bed and be like all sweet and like rubbing my head and all the things and then be like, I'm going to tell you a story. (laughs) (laughs) There was a little girl and she wanted to go to this dance, but her parents didn't let her because she wasn't old enough. And she went anyways. She waited till her parents went to sleep and she snuck out and she went to the dance. And she found the most handsome boy at the dance and they were dancing and it was beautiful. And then somehow or another, the girl ends up looking down. People start shrieking. I don't know what the deal is, but she looks down and the handsome boy has goat feet or pig feet and he is actually the devil. So basically don't lie to your parents and don't sneak out because the devil will find you and then what yeah and then good night mija turn off the light (laughs) (laughs) like what the hell is that shit what the fuck is that don't sneak out pretty much Mm -hmm. and also my my other set my paternal grandparents lived out in the rancho they had their rancho in array they lived out there and my grandfather swears that he was out in the bosque one night looking for their dog or something and he saw a pig walking upright like walking through the bosque upright and after that his dog would talk like human words like say hello and things like that after he saw the pig man so is this according to your grandfather or did you hear the dog? No, I no, you could hear that the dog would say like, hello. Like it sounded like the dog said hello. Not kidding. But my grandpa swears that or he swore. He, 
How many Bud Lights in was he before he saw I don't remember my grandfather drinking. I'm sure he did, but I was young when he passed. I I was very young when he passed. So I don't remember a whole lot about my grandfather, but. That's crazy. Yeah. And he also used to say that they would sit out at night and just be, you know, hanging out, probably drinking, shooting the shit, whatever, doing the weedy weedy. And they would see these lights pass by up above, like on the mountainside. And years later, decades later, that became the highway where you would actually see lights passing through. But he swore that they would see that happening decades before there was ever a highway there. If you build it, they They will come. Crazy. I know. Weirdness. Well, this is the Pocha Podcast, and I hope that you have the lights out and you have like a couple candles on and you are getting your Halloween on. Mm -hmm. Since this is our October episodio siete, yeah, episode of uh, all things creepy. Absolutely, you might be on the verge of sending your kids to bed with threats of the cuckoo for Halloween. We don't know. We don't judge. Do what you got to do. do. Have you ever told um, Special K or your stepson about el cuckoo? No, no, no. Because now we, I, I, yeah, no, I don't, I don't threaten my kids with el cuckoo or la llorona. Maybe that's what's wrong with them. <laughs> but now, now that we're saying this out loud, guess what? Parenting 201 tomorrow. Dun, dun, dun. That's how you get things done is a good el cucuy threat. I'm so assimilated. I have not used el cucuy in my parenting toolbox. It, yeah, it'd be, I've been el cucuy. Mm-hmm. You have to do it with the gasp, though. Otherwise, it's not even... Tomorrow. Yeah, and you have to fake it like you're afraid of him, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. So this brings us up naturally to our second part of the podcast tonight. Episodio Siete. Which is all about our own personal scary stories. And you've been teasing me <laughs> about this. So uh, now I'm dying to know. So what is this? What are you holding back on? I Yeah, I had a real scary story experience, which... I swear that I've told you this before, but you drink a lot. So maybe you just don't remember. <laughs> maybe. You Why are you know. throwing me under the bus? You don't know. Um, so I, when I was young, my father worked for White Sands, like many folks do in you know our area. It's one of our major employers. Um, so he worked for White Sands. And several times a year, he would get sent out of town to work for weeks or months at a time. And at this particular point, point he had been sent to Riodoso, which is a mountainous cute little cabiny town very small quaint adorable town and tons of pine trees i mean it's mount it's like real deal mountain it's it snows forest, there all the right. time national, it's the forest lincoln national, forest. Lincoln national <laughs> forest thank you for putting words to my stuff so we go out there and my mom was a teacher. So we were there for, my dad was there for several weeks. So we got to go up there for weeks at a time, right? Cause he was in this condo. We got to stay there or whatever. So I had taken a friend of mine. I was probably about 10 or 11. And we went up there and we just went out exploring just me and her. And we're walking around and we walk up this giant side of the mountain right outside of the condo and we're checking it out. And we come upon this giant building, like huge we had no idea what it was. And and upon further exploration, it becomes clear that this was a ski lodge. But it's abandoned, completely abandoned. No one around, no cars. And it's also summertime. So there's not, you know. Right. right. There's no skiing in the summer. No skiing. So maybe it's just closed down for the, the season. No. Our dumbasses decide, well, we should probably go check this out and explore it even further. Since there's no one around, obviously that's our cue to just go inside buildings that don't pertain to us. So we walk inside straight up it was like not a giant hotel maybe more bed and breakfasty but definitely the ski lift business happening and this whole place looked like it was 1976 and in the middle of the busiest ski season ever folks just put their shit down got up and walked out so the building had just coats and shoes and ski equipment just there sitting there? Everything. The office had checks and all these files and like desks full of paperwork. Like people had been working there. The rooms had 
bedspreads and clothing that was out of date, which is why I say the 70s, because the clothing that was on the floor and on the beds was from the 70s. And so we start looking at each other like, what the hell is going on? This is weird. So we start looking at each other like, maybe we should get the hell out of here. So we leave and we, we're talking about it. We go back a second time, check out some stuff, play around, and we hear a door slam, which was probably the wind, but it scared the shit out of us. So we run out of there and we go back to the condo and tell them. And I think the second time we took my little sister, who's five years younger than me, but she went with us the second time. So then there were three of us. Scared the shit out of us because there was a door that slammed, ran out. And, and there had obviously been animals in there. Like there were animal feces. And I, I mean, it wasn't clean and neat. It was, it, it was dusty. It was dirty. Time had passed. But we, go, we run back into the condo and tell my mom. And she's like, what the hell are you guys talking about? We're like, no, there's this place, blah, blah, blah. There's all these clothes. There's these checks, this and that. And she's like, oh my God, whatever. No, just, okay. And we're, I was like, mom, no, there's like fancy dining room with like a restaurant that has like the tablecloths on it and everything. She's like, okay, go bring me back one of the tablecloths then. Bah. We're like, challenge accepted. So we go hike our ass back up the damn mountain, go get a tablecloth, bring it back down to my mom. And then she's like, oh shit. Okay, they're not kidding, right? What the hell? They actually brought back this linen tablecloth. Let's go up there. Let me see what you girls are talking about. So we hike our ass back up the hill. Can't find it. Are you kidding me? It's gone. The entire building. The entire building with ski lift, office, rooms that were obviously for rent for folks. Gone. We had already been there at least three times as children. With the tablecloth. Brought back physical evidence so the adult in the in the house says, okay, let's go check it out. Gone. Never found it again. Did you keep the tablecloth? She still had She had it. I mean, up, up to several years ago, my mom still had it. Shut up. For sure. Did you ever try to like research what that Hell was? no. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and I, I mean, I really, I must have been 10 or 11. So I think it just like, you know, time goes on and, and whatever happens. It wasn't that giant of a deal. But thinking about it later... What the hell is that about? That's creepy. So creepy. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. It was La Llorona's like Lair. getaway. <laughs> <laughs> Her winter getaway. Yes. So weird. Crazy. Yeah, really happened. Wow. Okay. All right. Ah, poor one out. Rip Taylor. Mm. Boo. All right, so my story, my scary, because I have, oh, I'll start off by saying. You love scary stories? I love ghost stories. Mm-hmm. I love ghost hunting, mm-hmm. watching ghost hunting shows, even though some of them are bullshit and you can kind of like, ugh, whatever. But I, I'm still intrigued. You are going to try to make me go on a ghost tour last year for your birthday. I was. And actually, they're doing one at my old high school in El Paso oh, uh, on November 2nd, which we can't go to, sadly. But I love them. I love them because mm-hmm. I, I do think that that energy exists. Okay. And I've had several experiences with energy that has existed previously that has now passed away. That's why it's scary, fool. Okay, but it's... Okay, but it, so it can be... <laughs> yes, it can be scary. Like that energy maybe for us living might be abnormal existing. Unsettling. Unsettling. Mm-hmm. So one of the one of the situations that I have had with the formerly living now passed away energy is still stuck in this world is at my mom's house actually. Mm-hmm. So my mom, who lives in El Paso, the house that she lives in, my parents purchased, um, and they were the second owners. So the previous owners had been there since it's since the house's inception. The old man died in the house in the oh. basement. And so when I moved back from New York, I was staying with my mom temporarily, my mom and my dad, until I got a job in Las Cruces and, and you know, found a, a place to live here in Cruces. And so I was staying in her basement. So when I was growing up, the basement was not unfinished, 
it had a floor there, you know, there were walls, but it wasn't, my mom had done a considerable amount of work putting in lights, Hmm. cutting off a couple of the creating rooms downstairs. Okay. And so I was staying in one of the rooms that was basically big enough to have a dresser and a bed. And that's pretty much it. It was just, just functionally just for a a, a night's sleep. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was staying in that little small room and I'll back up super quick to say when my sister was staying in that room, um, when she, when we were both in high school, so I had, there's only like two formal bedrooms upstairs and then the the basement. And so my sister was staying in the basement. I was sleeping in the second bedroom upstairs and she had one night had said like, there's, it feels like someone's watching me. It feels like someone's watching me. So my mom, myself, and my sister went downstairs, and my mom blessed, you know, she went through and prayed and, and right. sprinkled some water in, in the basement. Not that I thought that my sister was bullshitting, but I thought, okay, that was just maybe a one-time thing. It's now been prayed over. We're fine. Right. Scoot forward a couple decades, because I'm old, and Whoa. I'm staying in the basement in one of the rooms that my mom has made, and I have Maya dog with me my baby dog and I wake up in the middle of the night <laughs> because someone is pulling on my foot stop where's the dog the dog is on the bed watching the ghost entity stop pull my foot she is completely alert she's not asleep she's sitting upright watching. So you can see her watching I can see her I can see him no. now now wait whoa mind, wait what Back keep up. in mind that I don't like the dark so I I I slept with a nightlight. No. So I have a nightlight, and that's how I could see Maya, and that's how I can see the ghost entity, and it's the old man who died there. Now, he wasn't How do you know? His... Okay, so... Like, had I... you seen a picture, or you just knew? Like, the vibe you knew? knew. Okay. I just, I've okay. never seen a picture right, of the good. old dude. But it, and it wasn't malicious. He was just annoyed that I was in his space. <clears throat> just annoyed. Like, he's been kicking it there, and now... Like, yeah, like, who the You're hell all up are in you? it with a wiener dog? Yeah. No. So Maya is sitting on the bed watching him. I wake up because there's someone yanking my foot. And I think at first, like maybe it's my mom or something. Mm-mm. But when I wake up and I'm coming to, I'm seeing him at the edge of the bed pulling on my foot and then he yeah. disappears. And then I'm like, what the fuck just happened? No. And he, like I said, like he's not malicious. Touch. He touched my no. foot. He was pulling on my foot. Just annoyed that I was in his space. And so I have not, subsequent to that, I go to my mom's house, I'm in her basement, whatever, but I won't sleep in her basement anymore. Not because I think the... Like, do you go down there like, sup? I've never talked to him, no. Mm. But I know he's there, just hanging out with my mom's shit. Like, there's, my mom's got a lot of books down there. Does she know? I've told her, but I don't know that she... Maybe she thought it was my imagination or, but she knows that there was an old man who lived Uh in the house and he passed away in the house Mm -hmm. and all things being fair. My dad also passed away in there a couple of years ago, but I don't think he hangs around. Like I don't feel him around. Right. He's not there, but the old dude is. So that's just one of the scary stories. I mean, it was scary for me at the time because I'm waking up like, what the heck is this? What do you mean? Of course that's scary. It's terrifying. (laughs) But I've had my I've had my opportunities to be around entities that were previously alive, and I love ghost hunting. I I want to desperately go on a ghost hunt, um, but more to disprove. I don't I don't want to walk into the situation like, yes, of course, there's going to be someone knocking on this door. I want to go in and be like, no, what can we? What are the other possibilities that the noise can be making? Heater, water pipes, wind, farts, whatever it is. October is all about those scary months. I think I'm going to go on a ghost hunt this Do month. It. Do you want to go with me? Oh, God. If there's enough Prosecco. <laughs> hmm. I think that's a yes. That's a yes in my book. Because there's enough <laughs> Prosecco. <laughs> We'll get enough Prosecco for that. So um, anybody listening who might have had a a similar ghost story. Tell us a scary story. Every family's got some. They used to talk about 
so my parent, my grandparents, when they moved from Mexico, they, my grandfather lived, my grandfather was a mechanic on Stallman Farms and he lived there with the family. And they always used to talk about this one room in the house on Stallman Farms that was haunted. Now I've never been in this room. It was always, it was always closed off. No one ever went in there. And I think they may have said some of these stories just to keep us out of that room. But it was still kind of like intriguing to think that there was that. So the story from my recollection was there was a mouse that was in there that turned into the devil or something like that. What? And that kept me out of the room. Like I didn't want to go and encounter the devil. Devil mouse? Devil mouse. I'll make you a compromise. I'll compromise with you right now. What's that? I will commit to hanging out at the Double Eagle Bar every night (laughs) (laughs) until I see the ghost. So the Double Eagle Bar in Old Messiah, there was uh, Ghost Adventures did an episode there where they were locked in the Double Eagle because it's it's reputed to be haunted Mm -hmm. by a little by a child spirit. Is it a child? I think because so. Yeah. Isn't isn't the thing that the the lady found her son in bed with one of the, the like servants or servants? Workers, yeah. And so she shot her son and the chick. Oh, but like I that. thought it was a child. I don't know. I don't either. You know what? There's got to be a ton of ghosts. But that's my favorite this bar place is so in this old. town. This I could go. So I could go do some heavy research. <laughs> Fine, let's go do research. I'm down. I'm down to do research right, there. We're in. Double eagle. Here we come. You're listening to the Pocha Podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. This is Episodio Siete. Siete. We are knee deep in all things creepy. <gasps> but Happy we're October. Gonna, we're going to shift it this October because Arkei de Nuevo, that's been talked about. There was actually this young lady from... It is scary, though. It is scary. Climate change is scary. Legit. It's scary. Unless you're the president. that's our guy de nuevo is talking a little bit of climate change but more from the aspect of we did it first latinos brought that shit a long time ago right so there's always there's the three r's right the reduce reuse recycle okay but the latinx community has had it down on the reuse for decades right no and you're you're talking so you were talking about this young person the swedish young person sweet-ish um, Sweet. Swedish young lady Dish. who went to. Um, sorry that the environment is not my main policy issue, but she went to what the UN meeting that were UN meetings that were happening in mm-hmm. New York, and she addressed the UN Council, um, talking about the the seriousness for her generation, and she's like. 12 or 16 she, or something. 16 right she's, something like she's that she's a young person right very young person talking about the climate change impact on her generation mm-hmm. upcoming like basically saying y'all fucking made a mess of this shit and now you're leaving it up to us to clean it up and that's not right. fair or we're all gonna die or we're all gonna die like the dinosaurs so uh so that's been a to- i mean climate change has been a topic but she is really really bringing it to the forefront mm-hmm. from the voice of our upcoming generations like we're not leaving this place better Mm -hmm. even the same or better than when we first got it and there's been a lot of talk she's this swedish adorable well i don't know about adorable if you see her death stare when she's looking at president trump it's very terrifying she looks like the fire starter who's about to blow some shit up uh i'll make sure and post a picture of that because it's terrifying cat brought that to my attention i almost had a heart attack you can't see that look no you can't see that look no she is about to start a damn fire she is done she is done anyways but there, I, I've seen a lot of conversations come about after a lot of attention has been paid to her about young people of color who have been in this fight for years. Indigenous young people, young people of color who have been in this fight for years and years and years, who have been part of these giant um, movements, essentially, for, for several years now. Right. But and she's gotten this massive attention for whatever reason. And... B- Facing it, um, if you look at who the populations that are most impacted by the effects of climate change, it's indigenous or people of color populations. Tell us why, Kat. Uh, because people hate people of color <laughs> and indigenous populations. <laughs> because <That's> racism. <laughs> <laughs> but there are, um, so as the waters are rising, there are indigenous populations living on islands that, that that's impacting their fishing, right. their way of, of being, way of living. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
when you look back well, even at, even in the united states look at like the wa- basic access to clean water in michigan right detroit detroit major city in america home of industrial haven and these people are drinking water that is still drinking toxic. bottled water still can't like absolutely shower like normal because no one gives two absolutely. squirts of shit about the lead in their water right so you i mean you can imagine it that that it's the inuit and it's all these people in these indigenous lands and it is it absolutely is they're they're fishing their way of life their actual homes are disappearing but we're also talking about fucking detroit u.s our people our gente kids folks trying to just open their tap and drink water or bathe that are being poisoned and breathing if you look at the statistics as to who has the most asthmatic issue it is typically people of color when you look at where some of the um some of the uh help me out here the oil processing Mm -hmm. like in in la they're usually in cities where there's or areas landfill dumping grounds right absolutely things yeah that podcast what's called the city listen to that shit it's good shit I think it's called The City. She's checking it now. I'm checking it now. Yeah, it's definitely called The City. Talking about how these metropolitan areas that had particular neighborhoods that were predominantly people of color became dumping grounds, essentially, for other folks who were trying to build their high rises and live off of the good life. Um, And these kids were going to school next to toxic land. So it's a thing. It's a thing. And while this is a very serious topic, because we're the Bocha podcast and (laughs) this is how we view the world, Mm -hmm. we were looking at the lighter side and seeing how the Latinx community was all about doing the three R's, or at least the main R, the reusing uh, first for such a long time. Mm -hmm. And you've seen some memes online that kind of joke about Mexican Tupperware being either the Cool Whip uh, container or the country crock <laughs> container yes because that's it's true we were reusing that stuff and it's the original recycling you never knew whether or not you were actually getting butter or if you were getting leftover arroz yeah if you wanted to get the arroz how many tupperwares did you have to, and they're not real uh, tupperware i'm using at like mexicans say coke if it's any kind of carbonated beverages we also say tupperware if it's any kind of plastic container that came from the store that you open and you don't know what's inside Right, and it, you got the the large tub of oh, yeah. country crock. You didn't get the small one because, of course, because your mom doesn't or your whoever's cooking for you isn't making arroz in small amounts. They're no. making like calabacitas and everything in large amounts. As a matter of fact, when we went to go visit my mom today, and I walked away with uh, calabacitas, it wasn't. <laughs> It was in one of those lunch meat containers. Yeah. The fresh seal containers. So she's still doing the reuse. We've been doing, she's been doing this her whole life pretty much. Yeah. Is it sour cream or is it beans? Let's find out. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> you that never know. <laughs> but the other thing that, that parents have, I don't know if your parents did this. But my mom will save, you know how back in the day before they had the garbage bags that had the the string in it mm-hmm. to tie, it used to come with those little twisty ties. Mm-hmm. We'd have strings of twisty ties from the pan, from the everything, right, because yeah. just in case. And you know what? That just in case was awesome because it comes in handy to tie your cables together. Wow. I'm just saying. Mom was doing this reuse mm-hmm. the entire time. The other thing that cracks me up is there's all these sites uh, online where you can go like thread up and I don't even know what the other ones are called, but you can go online and like search your Abercrombie and Fitch or whatever you want to look up and get these upcycled goods. Bitch, those are hand-me-downs and now you're paying for that shit. Because if you're the youngest or the smallest or whatever it happens to be in the familia, you're getting somebody's clothes and somebody's, somebody's, somebody's clothes that been worn, been used, been patched, been sewn, been washed, been hung up, been, been dried. Been all of the things. Been laudened, all the things. You're Mira, getting It's still shit. good. It just needs to be sewn. Eggs. Or dyed. I still remember as a, like, that's not a thing anymore, but you had the writ dye in the sink with people Blue. re-dyeing the things. Jeans. So they could be uh-huh. new again. Yes, I got until I got taller than my sister. I got her hand me downs. Oh yeah, 
And even my brother. It's upcycling, Kat. Uh, we were upcycling before it was yeah, cool and thing. hip. Mm-hmm. We were hipsters. Total hipsters. So did your mom ever do this? when it? Because in the borderland area in southern New Mexico, West Texas, snow does not happen often. But Never. when it does, and so there's no reason for you to buy snowshoes, right? Or no. galoshes. No. So when it does, two things. One, when it rained, we didn't have raincoats. Mm-hmm. We had a trash bag that you cut your head out. Absolutely. And if it snowed, we reused the garbage or the bags that you got for your groceries. We would just tie those around On your our shoes. feet. Yeah. And you would walk to school that way so that you wouldn't get your shoes wet. Mm-hmm. But of course, we weren't going to buy snowshoes. Why? Dude, it's, it's no like a handful of times. Right so now. Garbage bag on your feet. Right now today, how many Walmart bags do you have under your sink at any given moment? <laughs> we have like three bags full of bags. <laughs> Seriously, but they come in handy. Well, yeah. yeah. They they can be used as insulation. That's my lonchera. Yes. Insulation. What else? Um, so we reuse them for our, our uh, bathroom garbage. You forgot your backpack at school? Take it in the yeah, bag. Uh-huh. La bolsa. One of the girls was like, um, I want to take, if she wanted to take something extra to school and I'm like, well, there's a, there's a plastic bag. <laughs> you could, ju- you could just use that. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. Perfectly normal. Yeah. Our kids don't know that that's not a normal thing. No. Is it not a normal thing? Not anymore. Well, I will say this. So I have a cousin who is apparently more progressive than I am and she's like going non-plastic non-trash in this house so the last time we went over for like the the gathering of the familia uh, napkins were not a thing it was all cloth napkins it was all real silverware no plastic no paper plates real deal shit for like the whole familia like giant ass familia real deal plates and i was like oh wow she's really committed to this shit okay i i appreciate this this is a good thing so then her daughter who's a little bit older than my daughter came over one night and we were doing, I don't know what, and she, they were, we were trying to go somewhere. So I was trying to pack them a little snack or whatever, right? And I'm getting out the Ziploc bags and putting in little, she totally shamed the shit out of me for having plastic bags. She was like, <laughs> she, she greeted you with the, the oh, stare. <laughs> dude, she was like, the animals are dying because of plastic. It's <laughs> like, mm, yes, yes, they are. Thank you. Okay. I've been shamed by a six year old. Mom Amazing. reused toothbrushes after they were done with your teeth and you got oh. a new one from the dentist. Then that's what you used to clean the bathroom. Totally. The tile. Yep. Or the air conditioner vents. Used to clean a million Everything. things. Yeah. You used your old calcetines and chones to They're garras off. now. Yeah. You dust, you clean. Absolutely. Thousand percent. For car washes for all of the oh, things. Yeah. Um, we used the garbage bags for dog poop. To pick up dog poop. Yep. Mm-hmm. Total. The, so the Latinx community has been on top of climate change and helping out our environment for years. Years. We just memed it and, and made fun of. You know, you're from a Latinx family when mm-hmm. your country crock is full of. We arroz. fucking wrap food in other food. Corn husks wrap tamales. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if that's not fucking recycling, I don't even know what is. My mom used to wash the and mad props because you know we we weren't from a an amazingly rich family but would wash the plastic silverware and we would reuse that too. Did you have cloth diapers as a baby? I don't know. I don't I'll know have if to I ask. did either. I'm I'm guessing not. I'm gonna guess not. I think she made the transition after. So I'm the youngest of of our my three biological siblings, and I think she probably started off cloth diapers with my brother. Damn. Anybody then, who used cloth diapers? I don't even know why you had more than one kid. You know, cloth diapers make really, really good, as we found out from our recent car wash for our high school, for oh. our girls' high school. They make really, really good. Who had a cloth for, diaper? I don't know, but someone donated some cloth diapers, and we that's what we used for our car wash. They were they work really well. Quite absorbent, as one would imagine. Yes, quite absorbent. Mm. And now it's a hipster thing to go back to that. Get out. I'm not kidding you. It's People are using thing. them again. Yeah, they're all the rage now. I just, okay, I'm just imagining as a parent opening up a shit diaper. Like, <laughs> what do you do with that? You don't just wash it down the sink. What do you do? You put it in the toilet. What do you do? You put it in the toilet? 
Our executive producer is signaling yes. You rinse it out in the toilet first, and then you wash it. I'm at a loss. I would have never had another child. I'm still ne- not going to for I, many reasons that we will never maybe had discuss. One. I didn't. There you go. Never. Wow. Mm-mm. Mad props, people. My grandmother had nine children. Cloth diapers, every single one of them. My uterus just got teary-eyed and cried. Yeah. All, all Cloth diapers. My for estrogen all just ran away from my body. <laughs> it's not, La Llorona is like, who the fuck is that right now? Because it's my estrogen. <laughs> Down the ditch. <laughs> we were so good at reusing. We reused our root, our uteruses over and over. <laughs> Mira, do it again. So yeah, we've been working on this climate change thing and helping out our environment for. And now years. everybody else needs to catch up, right? Reuse some shit, people. Eat some leftovers. Reuse your bags. Upcycle all the things. Everything, everything. Oh, those shoes are still good. You can use them. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Pon un pedazo de duct tape y boom. And it's good. Just like good. new. Just like new. Just like this podcast. Just like new. Just like new. This is Pocha Podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And we hope you've had uh, an enjoyable podcast with us. You can catch us on Instagram. You can catch us on the Twitters. You can catch us on Facebook. You can catch a cold because we're going into cold season. Wow. Get a flu shot. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating because even if we don't deserve it, we really need it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) If you're on iTunes or if you're on any of the podcast apps, you can rate us and um, also spread the word. We've got a couple people listening outside of the country, but there are a couple states that haven't caught on to our amazingness. Agreed. We're waiting to have Louisiana Do we and have Arkansas an Arizona? jump on. Yeah, Arizona's been listening. Okay. Woo, mm-hmm. woo, woo. Thank you, Arizona. What about a Washington? We ha- I don't think we've had a Washington yet. Come on, Washington. Can I get a Washington? Up in here. And Canada. <gasps> Blame Canada. Also, if you have a topic that you're just feeling like is the essence of your pochaness? Send us a message. Let us know. We'll bring it out. We'll talk about it. We'll put it on the table. We are we are seen by Wednesdays. We'll put it out on the table. Truth, a hundred percent. All right. Well, um, so this is our episode siete. We have a weedy weedy coming up for you. That's going to be awesome. And then we look forward to the rest of the year with you. And we by now, Charlene, we should have a thousand downloads. We're almost at a thousand. We should be there. We've got over a hundred uh, followers on Instagram and Facebook. If you're listening to this Pocha podcast, tomorrow is my birthday. Give us a little ooh, ooh. high five, shout out, show some love because we're old. Give me the bendición online. Peace. Peace out, trout. <laughs>